0: Hey, I'm Katherine Greenberg. I'm a certified life coach specializing in mindfulness, trauma, and addiction. We just did an amazing podcast, and I was so grateful to be here. So check us out on the On Call Impact.
1: You're listening to the On Call Impact Show. Right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And all week, I've been excited for my next guest, Katherine Greenberg. She is a certified life coach specializing in mindfulness, trauma, and addiction. Today, you guys do not want to miss this episode. We're going to be talking about so many things that I'm sure a lot of empaths and highly sensitive people are uh tuning in for Catherine? It's an honor to have you. Welcome to the On Call Empath.
0: Naj I'm so excited to be. Here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. And I know, like, we spoke uh just not too long ago, and mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that you're doing now, I know like recently you were in um the, uh, authority magazine and, you know, you're doing a lot of different things. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into life coaching and especially after everything that you've been through, which we'll get into a little bit.
0: Yes. Thanks for asking. Um, I suppose, um, the end of that story is I had to heal so I could go out, go out and help others heal um, and I always knew that at the age of nine that my heart just it felt heavy and I Back then, nobody really knew what an empath was and nobody really knew the term highly sensitive person. So it was categorized as severe recurrent depression and terrific anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder and borderline personality. I mean, all these these labels and diagnoses, and I didn't know what was going on. I just knew my brain didn't feel right and my heart didn't match up with it. Um, And so navigating that world felt almost torturous i felt like a like a third degree burn survivor uh-huh. in some ways anything i walked by it just it hurt um and so i was in you know six residential treatment centers by the time i walked out and figured that i didn't actually want to die it's that i wanted to live so differently and i made that choice then and every single day i make that choice to get up and stay alive and engage in this life whatever it has to offer
1: yeah and I mean, I was just looking at a lot of your Instagram and you're so inspirational. You have a lot of good content. Um, but there was a point where I mean you were suffering with your own addictions and things in life. Did that kind of like help like mold you into who you are today? Because I know there's a lot of people that are tuning in um, that aspire to be a coach. I know a lot of people that I coach they end up coaching. So it's kind of like they get inspired. In your case, I know you work with a lot of people in the um, jails and courts and homeless shelters and uh, human services. What made you go that route to help or go into that, uh, you know, sector?
0: You know, I think um, being someone who is an empath, we, we find a lot of value in being the rocks in the river for those who are struggling Um, and I felt like I was always in the river and I was swimming Mm -hmm. upstream and I couldn't figure it out, but there were all these incredible rocks along the way. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I want to surround myself with people like that. And then I thought, I want to be that person. And so that was my goal was to understand that while I didn't grow up that way, I was very, very fortunate and had the resources to get the help I needed, that there were so many folks out there who were struggling and really didn't have the kind of support network that they were entitled to. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to be that. I wanted to be the light that they didn't have and let them know that pain is pain is pain. And there's always a light. There's always a light. And let me, I Mm -hmm. will walk with you no matter what that Mm -hmm. looks like. I will work as hard as you, not harder, Mm -hmm. but if you're willing to show up for yourself, I will carry your weight until you're ready to Mm -hmm. hold it on your own. Right. That's what I do.
1: Um, and another thing that I noticed is gratitude, like you're very, yes. thankful. a lot of things that um, that you come from is su- surrounded by gratitude. Can you just tell us why that is so important, especially being, I mean, I'm assuming like being an empath, and working with people that are highly sensitive. Why, why is gratitude uh, important because I hear that term a lot, especially with coaching.
0: Yes. And, you know, in some ways it has become Mm buzzwordy, but let's circle back to its authentic value. So Mm -hmm. we as humans often look at what we don't have rather than what we do. And we really can shift the entire world if we focus on what we do have rather than what we don't, right? Attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And The physiological piece, the sort of neurobiological piece to that is, if you're really struggling and you just feel like there's nothing to be grateful for and I can't think of anything, that's okay. What your brain responds to isn't actually the thing. It responds to the searching. So as you begin to search for gratitude, that's what lights up your brain. And that's what makes it... um, Full of full of dopamine, full of serotonin, all of those neurotransmitters mm-hmm. that that fire together. Um, and so, I find that I don't want to encourage toxic positivity, mm-hmm. and I don't want to minimize how you're feeling. But it's often a both and. You mm-hmm. can feel frustrated at what's going on in your life, and you can feel grateful for what you do have. Honestly, when I turn on my tap and clean water, <laughs> out, I'm so thankful. And especially what's going on in the world right now. I mean. I don't have to flee my country and I have food yeah. and shelter and every basic need plus. Right. right. So it really, it really shifts your perspective on life.
1: Yeah. And I, and I just want to point that out to a lot of people that are tuning in. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially on the other side of the world. I mean, we see these pictures, wow. people like just in war and homelessness. and And there's a lot of, lot of suffering going on right now in the world and sometimes I'll take a minute when I do mindfulness or I'll ju- do journaling and I'll be thankful just like I don't have to worry about a bomb coming through my exactly. you know house or there's not going to be food I mean granted um, you know there are some people that I know personally that you know have been through a lot um, especially when it comes to trauma Um, And kind of switching gears here from that is I know that you have talked about resentment, and this is something that's very close to me as well. Um, And there was a recently um, Instagram post that you did post about resentment, and um, it just hit me really hard because being an empath myself, you know, I'm open, I have nothing to hide and I tell people look I have resentment till this day, I've been through trauma. Um, And I think we talked about it a little bit, but how do we get rid of that resentment for good? Because I think I'm going to have it. And I think a lot of people can resonate with me with their abusers, their narcissists, you know, um, they just don't let it go. And um, I guess I should ask you as a coach, um, what are some things to like work on, like not just forgiveness, but letting go of that resentment? Because I know I have a little bit of myself and I'm working on it. I'm not perfect, but you're uh, not. Oh, well, I need to get off. (laughs) So
0: well, what may I ask what it looks like for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a work in progress. It's like being an empath. Like we don't forget, like we, in our minds, it's it's like,
0: and I know a lot of you guys
1: are listening right now. They're like, absolutely. Like we, we may forgive. We may not forget. Uh, so much easy and for me it's like it's made me stronger in certain areas of my life and I've done episodes um, and just about my situation if you guys go back like one or two episodes you'll get a little bit more context of what I'm talking about but I've been through I feel like most of my life until probably in the last uh, couple years where I started to actually um, you know look at exactly you know, I mean, I feel like subconsciously, like there is something there that I need to release, um, whether it's anger, resentment, rage, all of that does play a role, not just with, you know, certain things that I do personally, but even some of the people that I do coach, they um they say that they forgave their abusers or they say that they're, you know, they're very close, but their actions speak louder than words because they'll snap at, let's say, a friend or a boss because they say something that reminds them of something that happened with their abuser or somebody that's um that they loved that betrayed them. And that there's that resentment. And so I know like you are the expert in that department. And if there's one person I'm going to ask it's going to be you. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, and I'm sure you've been through it yourself, but cool. can you just talk to all the empaths out there that are listening? Like, what can we do to kind of face that and say, look, it's okay. Like you're human. Yeah. You will let go when you're ready, when you're goddamn ready. Like that's how I think in my head
0: and <laughs> brother. And, and that's <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about forgiveness. And I just want, I just want to touch on that because you made a sure. great, you're right. We don't forget anything. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I was just talking about this last night. Um, so if you did something like six years ago, we're gonna remind you of that when it comes up mm-hmm. in the present. So that's the thing about sort of our, our triggers, right? One, you are responsible for your own triggers. It is not the world's responsibility to tiptoe around you, but your triggers are always going to come from emotional history, right? So what you respond to in the present is because of something that's unhealed in the past. And forgiveness really has little if anything to do with the other person. Sure. It's for you. So if you're holding a resentment, you're not gonna be able to hold on to the resentment and the other person. It's not going to work. And forgiveness is, it's taking that knife out of your back and not using it on somebody else. But forgiveness, it doesn't mean you have to have that person in your life. It doesn't even mean you need to tell that person that they're forgiven. It really is for you. But I want to be clear that forgiveness is is based on grace. Um, Trust is based on works. So just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you have to trust them again, but you're not going to be able to forgive someone unless you're ready. And there are going to be hurts that have gone too deep that are not forgivable. And that's okay. We are sort of conditioned. Oh, forgive and forgive and forgive. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not always the case. And it's okay. If you don't forgive someone, Mm -hmm. forgive yourself, But you are not required at all to forgive anybody that you're not ready to. And it won't work anyway. If you try to forgive before your mind, body, spirit, (laughs) it won't work, brother. I'm telling you right now. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And all you guys that are listening, especially a lot of my clients that tune in, um, I mean, take note of this because- I've been there myself where I'm like, I've forgiven, I've moved on, but then it comes back to haunt me. I'm like, did I really like, am I just saying that to satisfy my, my overall self? But then it comes out. I will, when I journal or I do meditation, it will come out like, okay, this happened today. And you reacted this way. I'm able to see that now where I didn't like five years ago, but at least I'm able to see these triggers and I'm getting closer to like that point of forgiveness but you're right only i mean only i'll know if i'm bsing myself you know
0: <laughs> and that's that's the beauty of self-knowledge and where you were five years ago and where you were, are now and and there's no right or wrong how you feel is how you feel it's yeah. valid you know if i walked into a room and said to the person next to me oh it's really cold in here and they were like no no it's not what's wrong with you Oh, I'm sorry. That's completely invalidating. If you're cold, you're cold. And it's not up to anybody else to decide how, whether how you're feeling is valid or not. It's valid because it's you. And so you'll know Raj. I mean, when you get that connection and that, I I just want to touch on that. It it must be that mind, body, spirit. One doesn't work without the other. Mm -hmm. So when your full self knows you'll know. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we use that phrase, trust your gut a lot. But Mm -hmm. when you are an empath and a highly sensitive person, you have to earn that trust.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone says, oh, it's always right. It's always right till it isn't. (laughs) I mean, and so like everybody else, right? You earn that trust. Forgiveness based on grace. Trust is based on works. Your gut is a completely separate animal. It's got its own nervous system. I mean, it's got (laughs) 90% of your serotonin in there. So it mirrors your mind. Yeah. So you trust your gut when, when you've earned that trust and vice versa, it's earned the trust of you and mm-hmm. be very mindful of that. Cause your body really does speak your mind.
1: Yeah. Very well said. And uh, I'm learning so much too. Cause I'm st- also in the process of, you know, forgiveness, letting go and, and that's going to take time. And like you said, I'll do it when I'm ready and I'm yeah. not going to do it just because that's what people are talking about on Instagram or <laughs> What my coach told me: You guys will do it when you are fully 100 percent ready. So,
0: and I will say just a quick sort of pragmatic tip: You sure. mentioned journaling, and I'm a big fan of journaling. I I love sharing my burdens with paper. Um, so, if you are struggling with with something that's happened during the day, and you find that you're spinning about it in your yeah. room and And you're like, why did I say this? I shouldn't have said this. And what am I going to do? And she hates me. And I'm not going to have any friends. And oh my God, where am I going to go? And now everyone's going to hate me. And I'm going to have to be a hermit. And then I'm going to be homeless. And all of those fun thoughts that go through our minds. Sometimes when you grab your journal and you write down, I am willing to release this. I'm willing to release this. I'm willing to release this this three times. Or I'm willing to let this go. Whatever your language is, it can be very effective. You Mm. make that decision. You make that choice. Right. To release that. And that's that usually works for things that are on a smaller scale, but not necessarily. It's just it's a helpful exercise.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a very good point. And that leads me to kind of asking you the this uh final question is like you're a coach, so let's say um you're dealing with somebody who has hit rock bottom or they hit a point where they're struggling really bad. I come to you. What are some things that you have in your toolbox or some methods that you use? I know you got, you mentioned a lot on your Instagram, but what are some go-to, especially for an empath um, that is currently tuning in or a highly sensitive person? Cause they feel like, okay, we're, we're always like on the edge. We're always thinking we're feeling what other people are feeling. So we got the, you know, that group of people. So if they came to you and they're like, this is, this is what's going on. I am dealing with addiction, maybe overeating, and I just can't get it right. What would be some steps? I know you mentioned mindfulness and journaling. What would you uh, kind of guide us through that?
0: Well, I I would back up a little bit and I would remind you that whatever you're struggling with, the behavior is the symptom Mm -hmm. underneath a behavior is, is always a need that hasn't been met. So Mm -hmm. I would, you to do your best to work with someone um, to find whatever need is not being met because there's a good chance if you're an empath you've spent your life trying to predict your caregivers' moods or your parents. Mm-hmm. how we got here, right? Well, I don't know what I'm going to get from my parents. The way children develop is based on how their parents react to them. Well, when you don't (laughs) know what you're going to get from your parent or caregiver, or whomever, it's nearly impossible to develop in a healthy way. And so you (laughs) spend a lot of time predicting how are they going to be? And that's often how we become so empathic. (laughs) Um, And so it's very, very, very important to separate who you are which is completely enough because you're amazing and beautiful and glorious from what you do your Mm -hmm. behavior is not who you are your thoughts are not who you are your emotions are not who you are Mm -hmm. so if we can work together to meet the need and get to the root cause you really won't have as many of the behaviors Mm -hmm. and there's a difference there's a difference between putting yourself first That's not selfish. And thinking about yourself constantly, which is selfish, selfish, I would encourage you to find and respect that difference. It's not selfish to put yourself first, but as empaths, we put everybody else first. We are really, really excellent at taking care of everybody else. And then we don't take custody of ourselves and we get (laughs) lost in the mix and the cycle continues. It's, it's the oxygen mask analogy, right? You put your own oxygen mask on mm-hmm. first, but to really love, you must show up fully for yourself and fall in love with yourself. And when you fall in love with yourself, you're not going to give a poop what anybody <laughs> else thinks. And that's the goal. And it's amazing. <laughs> that, does that answer? Yes,
1: me? definitely. That does okay. answer that question. Okay. You Great. seem like a very fun coach.
0: <laughs> oh, I am. I'm so much
1: fun. High energy. That's why I like
0: you. Um... <laughs> I, I do. And I also am what you see is what you get. I, yeah. I do not like small talk or BS or fake smiling. I think most empaths do not. So the people with whom I work, my, my girls, they know mm. I love them for who they are wholly, yeah. fully gloriously. Yeah. And I'll tell you otherwise, but we are really, really quick as a society to hate. Yeah. I I go the other way. I'm very, very quick to love.
1: Yeah. And I I sense that because I, I tell a lot of people that come on the podcast, I go through so many people and I find I want the people that are the most authentic that, that they're, they're themselves that come through even through Instagram. It's like, okay, I can resonate with this. Let's dig further. And so it was just such an honor having you on this podcast and you're making such an impact to so many people. Um, I love your energy. And I think we need more people, more coaches that think that like you, where you come at it from a place of love and you attack it that way, which it's very hard to find. So keep doing what you're doing, but before we Thanks. go, yeah. Yeah. Just if you could tell us where we can find you. uh, Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm on the sunny beaches of Florida, but uh, (laughs) I, I know I am. (laughs) I talk about gratitude. Um, My (laughs) website is katherinegreenberg.com. And (laughs) on there, you will find links to all my social. That's probably the best way to reach me or if you you can, there's a contact page there. So if there's ever anything I can do for you, Mm -hmm. I I will do the best I can to support you, whatever that looks like.
1: Sounds good. And you're always welcome back and I will be following you. So you guys follow her, check her out. I'll have everything in the bio. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you
0: so much, Raj. (laughs) What a privilege to be here. Thank you. And keep doing what you're doing. You're spreading love like nobody's business.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it. All right, guys, that does it for this week for the On Call Empath. Stay tuned for the next episode. Got a lot more content coming. If you can subscribe to this, Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and on the podcast. Please leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing. It means a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out.